Hello, and welcome to the Freaking Delish podcast, the show that unpacks what it means to be a working mom, partner, and juggler of all things food and family related. I'm Brett Dupree, your aspiring dinner coach and creator of all things delish at freakingdelish.com. Welcome to episode two. I am so happy to be in your ears again for a few minutes today to chat with you and take a minute to break down some of the crazy stuff we moms deal with on the daily. So before we get started, as a general PSA, let me just say this. I am a sailor, uh, a little bit of a potty mouth. So if you're listening to this with kids in the car, you may want to save this for later. I'm not dropping F-bombs every sentence, but you never know when a rogue bomb of any type may slip right on out. So I understand that this may make me not for you, and that's okay too, but with all that in mind, let's get to it. So today, um, well, let's talk about our first episode. We talked about the mental load of motherhood and how that can impact your relationships, your family dynamics, guilt, and just all the things. You know, we talked about how it's important to just become a bit self-aware of how carrying this mental load of motherhood, maybe affecting your life and your relationships. And, you know, I asked you to do sort of a mini self-assessment of your own little world and the goings-on within. And um, at the end of the episode, I asked to, I asked you to see if, um, if you'd start thinking about the mental load of motherhood. And if you had anything to share, uh, to email me or DM me. And I you guys got the best response. And I feel like it ties in so beautifully with what I wanted to cover today. It overlaps so well. And I feel like it's so worthy of sharing with the group. I mean, we're all friends here, right? (laughs) So let me just read this to you. This is from Elizabeth S. She said, I had a friend who was in nurse practitioner school who was drowning in all of her duties. Her husband actually wanted to help take some of that burden off of her, but she wouldn't let him because he didn't do it like her. I think your easy meals would be a great, would be great for those situations too, where mom is having a hard time letting go of her tightly controlled chaos. It helps to ease into their new roles. I mean, you guys, yes. Does this sound like you? Maybe your partner is trying to help you out and you won't let him or like you won't let yourself be unburdened because you have you have such a tight grip on how things should be done and the way things should be and all of that. Does that sound like you? Does it sound like a friend of yours? Well, it totally sounded like me once upon a time. I so did that and tried to control all of those pieces. And I couldn't let it go. And I couldn't quite figure it out. Why was I, why did I keep such a tight grip on things like that? Um, don't even get me started on loading up the dishwasher. <laughs> still a pet peeve, still working on that. But this, okay, this comment had my brain just so going crazy about this issue of mom guilt. How does this pair with mom guilt? We're going to get into that. So there's a lot to unpack with this listener's point. And like I'm saying, I think it pairs well with this idea of mom guilt that I wanted to talk to you about today. So we're going to dissect this a little bit. What is it? What is mom guilt? Why won't it go away? And how can we actually ditch it 
for good. And we're going to talk about how our listeners, friends reaction um, plays into this whole mom guilt thing too. So mom guilt, the dreaded mom guilt, you know, good moms do certain things for their kids and their families and bad moms don't, or at least that's what we've been programmed to believe, right? And we don't want to be bad moms, thus the mom guilt. So if we don't do all the things, then we must be bad moms, right? Enter the guilt. The sad part about this really is that moms have bought into mom guilt, you know? Society really perpetuates this whole concept and the culture of mom guilt just is sits so firmly, so securely in place and it's just toxic and it can break the best of us. And adding insult to injury, it spreads like freaking wildfire. And that's the truth, right? And there are endless ways in which we, as women just in general, make ourselves feel like shit for not being enough. And sadly, this is particularly true. I think this comes to like this apex during motherhood. We, we reach this whole new level <laughs> making ourselves feel like crap. And when it comes to working mom guilt, um, so interesting. I did a lot of my own research on this years ago. And the basic takeaway is that our own childhood is the source of our unrealistic expectations regarding motherhood. So what do I mean by this? Let's just kind of break this down a little bit. Um, was your mom a stay-at-home mom? So let me all right, let me just back up for a second. If if this is sort of ringing true for you, if it's if I'm if you're checking, it's so like yes, yes, this is me. Think about your own situation with your mom growing up. Was your mom a stay-at-home mom who like had from scratch dinners on the table night after night? Did she put you first in everything she did? Or maybe the opposite. Maybe she didn't do any of those things. Maybe she was an absent mom. You're a latchkey kid. I'm a child of the 80s. I feel all of that. <laughs> so think about how you grew up. And if, if these ideas could be weighing you down and how you feel about your own choices, maybe to go back to work after baby or not having enough time to make that homemade baby food like everybody is doing or those from scratch dinners that you keep seeing on Instagram or, you know, even making it to all your kids' baseball practices like your mom did or whatever it may be. But our culture, our society, they also play a huge role in, you know, keeping the momentum going, perpetuating this concept that moms should be all and do all and sacrifice everything for our kids. I mean, just check out, like I was saying, Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook, right? These unrealistic expectations and notions of what it should be like to be a mother on the daily. Um, and honestly, here's, here's the, here's the sad truth here, friends, is that our own friends may be doing this to us too, that, oh, that must be nice. The backhanded statement from some of our closest, you know? I mean, it's interesting to me that self-care is considered a luxury and even selfish to prioritize yourself, your own needs, um, or to even put your needs up there, right up there with your kids' needs. Like, how dare you? <laughs> 
these are all the things that are sort of happening around us that we may not be aware of all the time. And, you know, this, this, these social norms that we play into all the time or that we're constantly inundated with, they impact us all. It is like the great equalizer for all moms, working or not, single or married, stay at home, all of us, all of us. And this great, I read this great, um, a statement by Sarah Dean ages ago, but it just stuck with me. And I, I have it here for you guys. She says, mom guilt is a social construct in which women are indoctrinated to think they should feel bad for ever prioritizing themselves, their identity, their careers, or their happiness over their kids. Boom. Am I right? <laughs> That's some heavy stuff. Let me read that again. Mom guilt is a social construct in which women are indoctrinated to think they should feel bad for ever prioritizing themselves, their identity, their careers, or their happiness over their kids. I mean, it's sad, but it's so true. That just marks like checks all the boxes for me. And I if you're if you're feeling that way now, if you don't know why you feel like shit all the time for different choices you're making, whether it's career choices or, you know, the food, whether you're you know deciding not to make dinner every night or you know you're 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 not making it to all your kids' practices, whatever the case may be, whatever maybe you put them into preschool early just so you could have some time for yourself, whatever your situation is and you're feeling like crap about it and you don't know why, I hope this is sort of helping you, you know, turn that light bulb on. And honestly, one of the, one of the biggest things that I struggled with for a long time is this idea like this, we can have it all, right? We can have it all. Um, achieve more, do more, bust that glass ceiling. Um, Oh yeah, but sidebar, also make sure your baking skills are on point. You don't forget to attend all your kids' practices to see how they're improving. Do it all. Be all. You know, the crappy part is, is that we buy into it, hook, line, and sinker. You know, we Pinterest the crap out of the perfect holiday or birthday decorations. And, you know, we break our necks to get out of work early and to make it to, you know, all the dance things or whatever. And we, you know, we just bake and bake until that thing comes out perfect. We struggle, we try and we keep doing it, keep doing it. Why? Why do we do this? <laughs> because we all drink the Kool-Aid, you know, we act like these goals are achievable or doable or even realistic. Working that full-time job, doing all the domestic stuff, having it be just total perfection, you know, we've equated then the acknowledging the difficulty of doing all this with weakness and failure. And so we just keep plugging away. We keep trying. We ignore, you know, that this is difficult, that this is hard for us, that, you know, how are we able to work a 40-hour work week or more, a 60-hour work week, come home and do all these things to perfection? It's too much for one person. But, you know, we continue to endure. We struggle. And it's like being in a Pilates class, you know, like week one and dying quietly inside <laughs> because you know you're not going to be able to move tomorrow. You're going to be sore as crap, but you tough it out. You don't want to be the one who taps out first, right? You don't want to be that that woman. And 
Oh Lord, this is just, we, we, so many of us do this and we have this, what I think is wrapped up in this fear of failure idea. Like we've been conditioned to believe that moms are the ones that should sacrifice anything at any time. You know, this is by design. So society has anointed mothers as the caretakers, right? We're there to handle all the things. And apparently with that title comes the endless role of martyrdom. So like, who are we to balk in the face of social norms? We just continue to abide by this. And we continue as mothers. And first it starts as women, to be honest with you, just women in general. But, you know, like I said earlier, it hits this sort of apex in motherhood. And we continue to deprive ourselves of self-care, God, even socialization, like basic socialization, right? Our mom's night out and all of those things. Personal time, our dreams get shelved, passions, you know, get pushed aside. And ultimately, you know, happiness is sacrificed in so many of its forms for us. And we just buy into that that's part of the deal. And we keep pushing our own needs away you know, is there a, as though they're, they're a sign of weakness or failure. Like we equate that to wanting this personal time with being a bad mother. That's where this mom guilt stuff comes into play. We start to feel like crap for just wanting the same sort of basic care that our, that our kids get from us and that, oh, you know, that we have to, we have to make ourselves sort of these not insignificant isn't the word, but our needs are made to be insignificant a lot of the time. And, you know, we just feel like crap about needing something, you know, but a long time ago, I really came to terms with that. And I struggled with that question and I needed help. I I didn't, (laughs) I didn't want to do it all by myself. I couldn't do it all by myself. And I was tired of that feeling, making me feel like crap. Like I couldn't do it all. And I was done with feeling like shit about it. So, you know, instead of being like, no, like we don't say these things. Um, I decided to just sort of air that out and sort of be upfront with that and embrace it. And, um, you know, try and put that at the forefront of my mind is like, I need help and I'm not going to make it mean a whole bunch of crap. I'm just, I just need help. So, you know, here's another point, you know, one more way to twist the screws like with mom guilt is if you're the black sheep out there and this is not resonating with you, um, you don't have an ounce of this mom guilt, then you're sort of shunned, right? Then, oh, you must not love your kids as much as I do. That's the idea that's sort of out there And that's the way this whole thing stays afloat. You know, if you manage to avoid mom guilt, then society says you must not care about your kids as much as I care about mine. I mean, what a mindfuck for real. It's just insane the things that we have to deal with, you guys. And so the question is, what's the fix here? Like, how do we rid ourselves of this toxin? And I've been thinking about this a lot. And the first thing I really think that we can do is what we're actually doing right now. 
like just pulling back the curtain, exposing mom guilt for what it really is, I feel like that can just take the power away that it holds. Like we have, we have become so afraid of failing um, or being perceived as a failure that this concept of motherhood, you know, we, that we refuse to acknowledge that we can't do it all by ourselves all the time. And the worst part is that by doing this, we become the participants in keeping this myth alive. So we're just giving it more oxygen constantly and trapping ourselves in it. So I don't think ditching the guilt is as hard as we sometimes make this out to be. I think that if we can bring it out into the light and examine this idea of mom guilt and like where it comes from, how we're involved in it, perpetuating it, and then just deciding, you know, this has got to stop. We got to start doing some work on this. And I think it loses so much of its power. I mean, ultimately, it is just an idea, an idea that says things are this way and they should stay this way, even if it deprives you of your happiness. And well, I just think that's total bullshit. Like if it's depriving me of my happiness, then things need to change. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's kind of where I stand with that. And the second thing is, I think... We can talk about what it's like to have it all, but not doing it all. So in the end, it really comes down to whether or not you feel like you're enough for your child, whether the love you give is enough, whether the time you spend is enough, and whether or not the example you're demonstrating to your child is enough. Like our listener friend said, you know, the husband wanted to help her shoulder some of the family's domestic burden, right? The mental load stuff, but he kept getting shut down because he can't, you know, he can't do it like me. And what I think is so interesting about this statement is like, so what? So what if he can't do it like me? She's making it be so much more like it's getting done, right? And I'm not a psychological professional, <laughs> but it sounds like she's making it mean something different than it's not just getting done how I do it. She's probably making it mean one of a few things. Like number one, I'm a shitty mom if I can't do it myself. Number two, if I make time for what I want over what I need, um, if I make time for what I want over what I need to do for my kids, then I'm a shitty mom. Or number three, if I'm failing at something, I'm failing at this. If I can't do it all myself, then I must be failing at it, right? If I am passing the buck off to my husband, then I'm a crappy mom, right? It's all mom guilt. So you see, instead of just letting her husband share the load, we're conditioned to have these sort of responses of, I'm a shitty mom, or I'm a failure, or I'm putting my needs above what my kids need. And, and this is sort of what I'm, we're conditioned. We are self-conditioned. We're socially conditioned. We're conditioned constantly. And we are reinforcing that all the time. But, you know, just think for a second about the power that comes into your world if you're able to accept the help without it meaning a whole bunch of stuff. Like imagine how, what a, what a burden that that is taken off of you. You know, you can prioritize yourself. You can embolden your partner into taking on roles that you may really want to be a part of. And if you're able to say, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm enough. Like, even though I didn't see Bobby's practice every day this week, like I went last week and I'll go next week or something. Like the time I give, the food I make, the energy I give, it's all enough. 
And that's really all we need to just extinguish this whole mom guilt construct. Oh my God. (laughs) I could talk about this for endless hours, endless hours, but I will not. I just want to dive into that with you today a bit. And so like, just as a little recap, okay, mom guilt is a motivator for us to continue to carry this mental load of our families and to be the caretaker role fulfiller, to continue on all these social constructs that have been around forever. But they really don't reflect like the state of the world we live in today, all of the things that you're doing and achieving and juggling that didn't exist, you know, so long ago. And we're still holding ourselves to these old notions of how things used to be. It's shocking, but it's true. And so we really have to look at our suffering level and decide why we continue to suffer. Is it because we're conditioned to do all the things on our own the way, you know, mom did? Or is it because we feel like failures if we can't or don't want to do it all? And I think it's super important to see what kind of vibe we're putting out into our own circle of women and friends, you know? Do we poo-poo their self-care and like self-prioritization efforts? You know, what vibe are you putting out there? Um, That's so much more important, I think, than we, we realize a lot of the time. And, you know, bottom line, I think that we have to really look at everything we do have done, the burdens we shoulder, the, the little wiggle room we give ourselves to be ourselves and ultimately just give ourselves some grace, you know, embrace this good enough mentality when it comes to the domestic front and allow others to step in and help us without making it mean a bunch of stuff about who we are, what kind of mother we are and all the other crap that we clog up the works with, you know? So, okay. Let me give you this, this, leave you with this thought just for today. Try this just for today. Every time these mom guilt feelings in all their forms start to pop up, just make a mental note of it. Don't try and make them vanish or just think I shouldn't be thinking this or whatever. Just make a mental note of it. And by the end of the day, I'm so curious what your tally is. Was it like once? Did it happen a few times? Was it an all day (laughs) badgering? And just know, just breathe. Just know you are not alone. Other moms, other women everywhere are doing the same things to themselves all the time. And maybe if we just first, you know, become aware of what we're actually doing to ourselves on the daily, then we can start to shed this reaction, this mom guilt, you know, shed it like a bad freaking habit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just try that on for today for me. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's pod. And if you have some thoughts about this episode, I'd love to hear your takeaways. Also, as always, if you have any questions or topics that you want covered on a podcast, then submit them to me. If your topics get chosen or if your question makes it on the episode, then you'll be given a discount code for one of freaking delicious meal plans. So speaking of meal plans, 
If you like what you're hearing, I want you to keep it in mind as we move toward the end of the year. I'll be opening um, Dinner Boot Camp back up around then, and I'd love to be your dinner coach. As you can see, I understand what your life is like, and it's jam-packed full of heavy things, and I can help you tackle some of your food-related goals with all these things in mind. So go to freakingdelish.com slash waitlist and get on our waitlist so you don't miss out on when it opens back up. I'd love to have a chance to coach you and get your family on track with sharing dinner duties, tackling weeknight dinners, and just basically unburdening your nighttime routine. So check the show notes for the link, go sign up for the wait list, and that's it for today. I will chat with you next week.